are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lots on Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Lots on Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to who? Always wonderful. And might I add, handsome host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. And as always, follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account at LockedOnDiamondbacks on Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, since the winter meetings, I believe, officially started today, I figured why not start the show with some hot stove talk. We'll talk a little bit about free agent rumors, not just for the D-backs because... (laughs) To be honest, there's not really a lot of D-backs rumors, so we'll just talk a little bit about the hot stove in general, winter meetings talk, and then that'll be the first segment. Then the second segment, MLB.com gave every team one bounce-back player for next season, and then Bleacher Report gave one big concern for every team entering the offseason, so we'll look at both of those two articles, and we'll break down, and we'll give our opinions about it, but first... If your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I rate to the most reasonable around. Email me at lockedondiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. All right, all right, all right, and let's jump right in with the Hot Stove MLB Winter Meetings Edition, and let's talk about what's going on right now, because it's slow, guys. There's not a lot to talk about right now. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a lot of rumors. It's a lot of teams being linked to free agents and uh, low-key trades happening, a lot of cost-cutting trades, and really the biggest news probably of the day is what the Reds did today. They made a trade today. It wasn't earth shattering wasn't groundbreaking but they did trade their closer racial iglesias and they traded him to the los angeles angels so hey when the angels have a closer this year and they still struggle to win games i don't want to hear about mike trout not getting any pieces now let's digress let me that's a digression what did they say what's the expression i digress but Iglesias is still a really good closer. He's still a guy who's only 30, 31 years old, and he's coming off a pretty good 2020 season. A 274 ERA this year, career high in strikeouts per nine with a 12.1 career high in FIP 184. And his ERA was a 274, if I didn't mention that already. So he was pretty good for the Reds this season. But that move was just another example of teams cost cutting and trying to save money in this pandemic during this offseason free agency uh teams are not going out there and they're not trying to spend money we already know the dimebacks are a team that's probably not going to be uh spending a lot of money this offseason and you could just add the reds to the to that list as well and there's probably gonna be some other teams to add as well like the philadelphia phillies who's reportedly have lost you know over a hundred million dollars during this pandemic so there's gonna be other teams that 
are just like the D-backs and Reds that don't want to spend a lot of money this offseason. And this was one of those moves that just illustrate that. I mean, Glacius is the guy who's not even super expensive. He's only slated to make $9 million in 2021. And then he's going to be a free agent after next season. So the Reds would have only paid him for one more year. But they got back a guy in Noe Ramirez who is expected, I believe, to make less than like a million dollars in 2021. So he's not going to be making a lot of money. Maybe more than that. But still, less than $2 million, I'm pretty sure of it. And he had a pretty solid 2020 campaign. And he's been a pretty solid pitcher throughout his career. A 399 ERA in 2019 with 10.5 strikeouts per nine. ERA went down to a three flat this season, but only 21 innings pitched, so not a ton. And he only had one save under his belt in his career, but he finished three games this year. He finished 10 games last year and 12 games in 2018. So he has finished games at least before. And so the, the Reds see him as a potential closer. And who knows? Maybe they still want to go out there and sign someone else to be the back end of their bullpen guy. But they non-tendered Archie Bride last week. Now they moved Ratio Iglesias. Rumor has it that they're going to try to move Sony Gray as well. Sonny Gray, Sony Gray. And the Reds, like the D-backs, are a team that's trying to save money this offseason. So we're going to see a whole bunch of teams spending money like this. And we're going to see a lot of teams this offseason, this winter meeting is not trying to spend really any money and just try to stay relevant for the 2021 season. Now, the other thing that's interesting about these winter meetings that Rob Manfred today came out and said, work under the assumption that there will be no universal DH rule in 2021. Now, that just makes things that much more complicating because now teams are trying to plan their offseason so winter meetings we know a whole bunch of deals are going to get made today because listen to this free agent tracker by baseball uh courtesy of espn i should say and these are free agents that are still available to sign right now these guys haven't been signed yet jt real muto george springer dj lemayu trevor bauer marcel zuna marcus simeon liam hendricks nelson cruz tanaka justin turner tommy Lestella, trevor rosenthal Jackie Bradley Jr., Colton Wong, Michael Brantley, Didi, Yadier, Jackson Profar, Taiwan Walker, Eddie Rosario, Kyle Schwarber. I could go on and on. According to MLB, ESPN MLB's free agent tracker of the top 50 free agents, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven have been signed. That's it. Seven of the top 50 free agents ranked by ESPN MLB have been signed and seven of the top 100 have been signed altogether. So this is a free agent period where we still have a lot, all, mostly all of them of the top 100, 93% of them have yet to be signed. I did that math in my head. And so we're going to see a lot of things get unloaded during these winter meetings, but it's going to be difficult, especially for the National League teams to you know, relegate and navigate their offseason specifically because, as I just said, we don't even know if there's going to be a universal DH rule next season. So now teams are going to have to decide, do I want to go out there and sign a guy like Nelson Cruz or Marcel Azuna knowing I can't really put them in the outfield? They have to be my DH. And my commissioners tell me we're not going to have one next season, but there hasn't been a vote yet, so it's always a possibility that the DH rule could still be in effect in 2021. But now these National League teams are kind of be—they're going to kind of be screwed if that happens because so many guys, so many of these teams, specifically a team like the Mets, 
who are not going to be afraid to spend money. A team like the Dodgers, a couple of other National League team too, uh, a couple of other National League teams too, like the Nationals probably. Those are a couple teams. Those are three teams right there who are expected to spend some money. You know, a team like the Padres too might be willing to spend some money this offseason. And they might be not afraid to go out there and assign a guy, uh, assign a guy like a, a DJ LeMayu or Azuna or Nelson Cruz, if they know a Justin Turner, if they know they could put those guys at DH 90% of the time. But now you're telling these teams, hey, we don't know what the roster construction is going to look like next season. So you're just going to have to go into free agency and kind of guess. American League teams, it doesn't matter. They can do what they want. But the National League teams... You're kind of going into free agency with a blindfold. Don't really know what direction to go into. It's kind of like playing a hit the pinata after after they spin you three times at a birthday party and then you have to go smack that pinata and get all the candy out. That's kind of what's happening to these National League teams. Rob Manfred is putting a blindfold on these teams, spinning them around and then saying, go find your candy. How can you expect these National League teams to have a solid offseason game plan and know what direction they want to go in if... They don't even know what kind of players they're going to be allowed to have on the field next season. So this is really unfair by Rob Manfred. I'm not the guy that likes to come on this mic and just rip the commissioner. I don't really do that in any of the sports, even though they all have their flaws. But Rob Manfred right now is looking like the worst commissioner in sports. And I I think everyone would probably agree with that. I mean, a lot of people hate Roger Goodell, but you can never say he's not putting the best product on the field when it comes to the NFL. You can never say NFL is not doing a good job when it comes to marketing their players and making money for the league. And you can't say that either for basketball. Baseball is the only sport right now where their players are not getting the marketing they deserve. And their commissioner just seems to not have a clue of what he's doing when it comes to helping out these teams and making sure you get the best product on the field. So Rob Manfred, please clean it up. Please, you know, make a decision. Let these teams know whether the DH rule will be here in 2021 or not. Because I want the DH rule. I love it. I love having a DH. I don't want to see some boo-boo pitcher up there trying to swing the bat, knowing damn well he can't hit the ball to save his life. So, Manfred, please keep the DH rule, the universal DH rule in baseball in 2021. Now, coming up, we'll look at MLB.com's One bounce back player for every team in 2021. But first, let me talk to you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is back, more improved, and more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, but six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're both soft and easy to chew. Now, the reason why I love Built Bars is because they're healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy like me who wants to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Because the Built Bar actually tricks me. I think I'm eating a candy bar, but in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON, you can get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Right, 
let's get back into it and let's look at that MLB.com article talking about the one player for every MLB team that is primed for a rebound in 2021. And they thought this pick was pretty obvious of who they pick. And it is an obvious player, but it wasn't the guy I picked in my head before reading this article. I had Ketel Marte as my guy prime for a bounce back season next year because I think he's that good. And we saw it back in 2019. We saw how good Ketel Marte was just last year. But the guy who they did think was the obvious pick is, I get it, why? Madison Bumgarner. This is a World Series champion, a multi-time World Series champion, a World Series MVP. This guy has done it at the highest level. He's got the pedigree. He's got the resume to back it up. But do I think he's prime for a rebound in 2021? I don't know if he's prime for a rebound. He better have a rebound in 2021. I mean, I love Madison Bumgarner as a player. I joke about him a lot on this pod. I rip him a lot on this pod. You'll hear me call him sometimes Mason Saunders and not Madison Bumgarner because of the way he pitched this season. But still, I'm still Bumgarner guy. I want him to succeed. This was a rival of the D-backs for a decade plus. And to see him struggle like this just isn't right, especially now that he's an Arizona Diamondback. So I don't know if he's primed for a bounce back because I don't know where Madison Bumgarner is in his career. Just based off 2019, we saw some, uh, you know, some tendencies, some reasons why we should be concerned that he's, you know, on a regression, that he's on the decline. And that's expected. I mean, he's been pitching in baseball for 12 years now. He broke in, in he broke into baseball in 2009. We were just 19 years old. And in 2019, he had his worst ERA to date. 3.9 in 2019, but still over 200 innings pitch. Strikeouts per nine was decent, 8.8, but his walks per nine was great, still only 1.9. His FIP was a little bit on the higher side, a 3.9, but it's right aligned with what it was the previous couple of seasons. And his whip was right there on average too with the rest of his career, a 1.127 whip, which is right around his career average. So, even though I do think Madison Bumgarner off 2019 did show some signs of regression and decline, no one would have expected, though, Madison Bumgarner to look like this. I mean, if you told me entering the 2020 season, of course, it was a COVID year, so you have to take everything with a grain of salt. But if you told me Madison Bumgarner wasn't going to win till the last start of the season, if you told me he was going to have... 13 home runs and just 41 innings pitch. If you told me he was going to have a 6-4-8 ERA where he gave up 30 earned runs in just 41 innings and he, and his strikeouts per nine was going to be a 6.5, I would have just laughed in your face. I would have thought Madison Baumgartner was still, at the very worst, been the guy who pitched to, what, around a 4.1 ERA, high threes, low fours. I thought if he was going to continue his decline, it would he would have at least been a serviceable starter. Maybe not your number one, but still at least look like a, a number three starter on most days and you know, having a, a ceiling of a number one with a floor of a three or four. But this past season, this 2020 season, he didn't have a ceiling of a number one. He didn't have a floor of a number three. He had a ceiling of Robbie Ray 
and probably the floor of Robbie Ray because he was just as bad as Robbie Ray was this season. There was nothing special about Madison Baumgartner throughout the whole year. He never pitched deep into ball games. He gave up a lot of home runs, and he never looked super confident at the mound. He is fastball lost almost all of its velocity it averaged around 88 89 miles per hour so is he prime for a bounce back? i don't know is he gonna get some of that velocity back on his fastball i don't think so unless he really locks into becoming a finesse location pitcher like zach Greinke has turned into over the years as he's aged then i'm all in on madison bumgarner but until he refines that area of his game and really polishes his pitching I can't say I'm ready for a Massim Bumgarner bounce back, and I can't say he will have a bounce back in 2021. Now, let's move over to Bleach Report, where they have their one concern for every major league team, and their concern is Arizona Diamondbacks, spend more or reposition. And so their question is basically the question every Diamondbacks fan has this offseason. Are the Diamondbacks, who've been a competitive team, Prior to 2020, obviously they didn't make the playoffs in 2018 to 2019, but you can't say they weren't competitive. They were 80 plus win teams that looked like they were on the right track to, you know, make a playoff push in the 2020 season. But now, knowing what we saw in 2020, is this going to be a Dimebacks team that tries to retool itself and start building for the future? Maybe do a little rebuild, or is this going to be a team that maybe? adds a couple pieces, maybe trades away uh, you know, a player for a different kind of player who they think is maybe not an upgrade, but more of a lateral move for another area of need on this team. Are they going to try to get better and try to make the playoffs in 2021? Or are they just going to say, hey, hasn't worked out for us. Let's try to rebuild, retool, retool this team, get cheaper, and try to bring in a youth movement and try to really go at it in a couple of years. And I think that's really the question. The Diamondbacks going to be scared based off last offseason where they gave Madison Bumgarner a pretty sizable contract. Are they going to be scared to give anyone else a contract this offseason? I hope not because their other moves worked out. I thought Cole Calhoun was a pretty good addition last season. Nick Ahmed, you gave him an extension. He looked pretty solid this year. So did David Peralta. And guess what? You acquired Sterling Marte too last offseason. You traded for him. And... He was arguably the best Diamondbacks player last season, or should I say this past season. He was arguably the best Diamondbacks player all year. Great average, great OBP. He was doing a lot for this team offensively. So pretty much all your moves last offseason worked out for you, Mike Hazen. But I think the one move that's at the forefront of everyone's mind, that's been kind of a mental block for Mike Hazen and the rest of the front office that's make them hesitant to make offseason moves is that Madison Bumgarner signing from last year. But hey, every one of your other offseason moves worked out and we know that the rest of the NL West is probably going to try to get better. The Dodgers are not going anywhere and they're trying to get better. The Padres, they're an up and coming team. They can stand pat and just get better from their young core progressing, but they seem pretty aggressive. The Giants felt like they were a team that exceeded expectations in 2020 and they're going to try to retool and get better for the 2021 season now the Rockies might be a team that's in the same boat as the Arizona Diamondbacks but still they can always say we're a couple pitchers away still got Arenado we still got Trevor Story we still have a great uh core of of hitters and batters in our lineup so why not just build that rotation the D-backs are probably the biggest question mark 
in the division. And after being a team that people really like after that 2019 season, this seems like a team that just spiraling out of control and no one knows what is up around here. We don't know if the D-backs are going to try to be a good team in 2021 or a bad team in 2021. And the worst place you could be at in all sports is that middle. You don't want to be a team like the D-backs who've just been keeping their head above water the last couple of seasons with 80-plus win years. You want to either be in the playoffs and be in the mix or you just want to bottom out and be awful and acquire more young talent. And right now, D-backs are a team that are just playing for that middle. So, Hopefully the D-backs, you know, put their big boy pants on, go out there and make some offseason moves because I haven't seen them linked to anyone. I'm looking at D-backs rumors news every day. I don't see them linked to really any free agents and no one, you know, look at these Bleacher Report articles that they write every day where they have, you know, players, you know, they just did an article today, top 25 players, best, worst, and most realistic fit. They did the top 25 players and broke down each player by their best fit, their worst fit, and their most realistic fit. So that's three teams per player that Bleach Report did an article on. And none of the fits for any of the 25 players. So that's 75 possibilities. None of those possibilities had the D-backs listed as a best fit, as a worst fit, as a realistic fit. None. No one's talking about the D-backs. No one thinks the D-backs are going to make any moves this offseason. And none of the rumors or the reporting leads you to believe that they will. So I'm hoping, I'm holding out hope that the D-backs will make a move or two this offseason and really try to put themselves in a playoff position in 2021. But right now, this offseason is looking bleak and 2021 is looking even bleaker. Now, that's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Come back tomorrow. We'll have more hot stove talk. And as always, follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24, at Locked on Diamondback for the Twitter and Instagram handle for the podcast. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!